0: Do I have the room? Ooh. Okay, all right. Those people that just raised their hands, I want you to seek them out. Okay? We all need to be sought out, but especially that group. Okay? Because they need extra encouragement, extra support, extra added roles. They need that. Which, by the way, we all need that, but especially those gals. Now, how many? Women's Retreat. Woo! Wow, so the same assume who didn't raise their hand is a repeat visitor, right? Okay. Woo! Woo! Okay. And I want to make some thank yous. Thank you for GB Women for allowing me to come back, because I, I spoke here a few years ago. Um, and for real praise, Boss, do I have three minutes? Yes. Okay. That's all I have. And I don't, hmm. you got some stuff you guys have to do tonight, and I have nothing to do with that. I'm fully innocent on what you're going to embark later. Um, But I have some anticipation. I have been preparing for this, praying about this, freaking out over Different places, different expectations. This is probably my 18th or 19th experience at a women's retreat, but I still remember my first five or six. We don't want to talk about that right now, but I had certain expectations. I had a lot of assumptions. I had a lot of things I was really freaked out about. Um, and I'm sure none of you do because you all look really put together. I was not put together. My first retreat, I had women were freakish, and they were scared me, right? Yeah, now I'm one of them, so whatever. But um, So I have a lot of anticipation. I'm really big, though, on giving you tools. The topic is about redemption. That's a master topic. It's about embracing a transformed and redeemed life. So my goal is to give you some tools. Anybody who knows me, I'm all about the pragmatic an application and all that kind of junk, so you're going to get that because that's all I know to do. And a lot of this is going to be interwoven with my own personal experience. I don't have, and I'm going to interweave my story for those of you that hadn't heard of News, for all the people who know me, and they like, oh yeah, there we go again. But nonetheless, I'm going to interweave it throughout the whole thing because I was the first one for the content that needed redemption. So maybe you guys think you don't. We're going to find out at the end of tonight. You know we all do. Um, but everything we're going to cover, I first had to walk through. So I'm standing up here with authentic integrity as to my journey, and I will share that with you guys. Um, so let's see. One of the goals I have out of this weekend is that you're going to learn some secrets on how to apply God's word to your life. And there's a couple of areas. How we're going to overcome past mistakes. Has anybody made mistakes? <laughs> Has anybody made a mistake today? Not let them make events this morning. Sweet. that was
1: a lot. I made a mistake today. I made a mistake
0: like 45 minutes ago. So we have some mistakes. Understanding who we are in Christ, my goodness, that is an ongoing journey, I think, for all of us. I'm still unraveling that and not confronting that. Becoming a woman of worth, engaging in meaningful relationships. I think girls, there's such a stereotype that because we're girls, we know how to have meaningful relationships. I think that's a lie. I wasn't taught how to have. Relationship. And then how to make the most of the time that God's given us. So I'm going to try to use a lot of personal example. I'm going to obviously use God's word because that's what we're here for. Um, so hang on from the right. Now here's my disclaimers before I pray. Because I always anytime I talk, I have disclaimers. Number one is actually I have four. If you cannot do these, we got a problem. Because I cannot authentically do what I need to do if we can't commit to that. So this is sort of a Christian group, so I kind of need some honesty. So before you even know that they are, try to look at me and nod your head like you're willing to submit to these things. <laughs> before you even know them, is that a trust or what? Okay, so here's my first one. That I need is to have open hearts and open minds. Because again, a lot of us are coming here in different seasons, in different places, right? Looking at have. Idea. When I talk today and tomorrow, I don't have anybody in mind when I talk about junk, so don't get all paranoid and be like, oh my gosh, she's looking at me, she knows my jump. No, I, I don't have anybody in mind, okay? But I need you to have an open heart and an open mind because it's only in that place that we can receive revelation and healing, yes. right? So I'm going to come on it in my own, like, Berlin Harris kind of way, but just be open. Just be open, okay? The next thing is, is that what I'm going to be sharing gals are going to be sharing with you. They're just tools. They're just tools. But here's my challenge, because the enemy is cutting. Tools tools can do one of two things. They can be used to cultivate the soil, right? Farming. They can be used to fix something. They can also be used to wound and to damage. So you have to understand that my heart and the heart of this incredible team is these tools are all to be useful for healing. So don't let the enemy take you up with. You need to catch it and learn how to arrest it. Does that make sense, ladies? So, tools, not weapons. The next one is since we are listening with an open heart and an open mind, we're here for um, what God has for us, not for our neighbor, not for our friends who didn't come and we're missing judgment why they're not here. It's not about that. So, it's no elbowing. It's a little like, did you hear what she said? It's not about that. For every single one of you and for me okay and then ultimately my vision anytime i talk about anything is that are we willing to hunger to be better examples to a lost world now some of you are the lost world perhaps but ultimately my challenge is we're going to come off this mountain better women if we're married better wives if we're moms better moms if we have jobs the best employee our employer could ever imagine, that we're going to be world changers. The lie that we often get is we have no impact, that we have no influence. I guarantee you, ladies, you have influence. And so I just need you to be willing to consider what that might look like for you. So those are my disclaimers. Are they okay? Yeah. All right. So now... going to hope to cover tonight, Lord willing, is for us to understand our need for redemption and to receive it. Okay? So that's going to be what we're covering tonight. Now here's what I hope we cover the course of the weekend. That we will learn and wrap our brain around how much he longs to heal the scars of our past and to redeem our past. The next thing is how he longs to and renew our perspective or our thinking. I think that skip was so perfect because I'm all about challenging people about their stinking thinking. We all have stinking thinking. Are we totally too holy to admit it? And here's my challenge, ladies. Because all the world's like, and I have stinking thinking ago. Okay. So when you're butt naked out of the shower Traffic. Sorry, Ben, You're in a women's retreat. <laughs> okay, so there's my challenge. All right. What well, when you find yourself in a new situation, what's that inner dialogue? And I think Veronica like, did a great job with that. The next one is um, to renew and safeguard our sexuality. I think the enemy has done a brilliant job of jacking up our perspective of our own sexuality, especially in the Christian community. I mean, we could do a whole weekend on what God really intended sexuality to be about. Okay? So I hope to accomplish that. The next one is that He wants to redeem and provide life giving relationships. I had mentioned that earlier. The next one to redeem our time. I think as women. We stereotypically are multitaskers, and we are always regretting the use of our time, or our lack of time, or stressed out about time. Maybe I'm the only one side, a lot of children and a full-time job, and <laughs> husband really Type B and ADHD. He's great, um, but it, okay. And then, um, and then ultimately, we're going to wrap it up with what it really means to embrace your redeemer. So let's pray, okay, girls? Lord, again, we just come before you with open hearts open minds, open eyes, open ears to whatever you have for us. Lord, all the noise, the distraction, the chaos that we've been having to endure just to get up this mountain, I ask that when the gals walk in these doors, you would supernaturally just shut it down. Lord, that, that again, it's not my words, that these would be your words, that I would just be your vessel, your conduit, I am these women, and they are me. We are no better than each other. We are all one and the same. And we are warriors in this army trying to do the best we can. So, Lord, you have your way with us. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you. And it's in Jesus' incredible name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, here we go. (laughs) So are <laughs> okay. Okay. This is this is your participation. When you think of the word redeemed, redemption, redeemer, kind of okay. what do you guys think like of? Throw it out loud because I'm old. What? Save. Change. Okay. Change. Awesome. What else? Saved. Save. Save. Did I hear that? Okay. What else? Yeah. Yeah. Renewed. Did I hear that? Okay. Awesome. What else? New 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 life. Life. What? New life. New Fantastic. What else? Yeah. Forgiven. Oh, that's a good one. What else? On. We're going to get them to think of that, okay?
1: Anything else? You guys have to have
0: something. Freedom! Freedom. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, anything else you guys think of? You all knew you were
0: coming to retreat, the whole tagline was redeemed, right? So you had to think about it for a second. Anything else? Gave more better. What? Maybe we're better. Maybe we're better like that. Okay. Did you know, I did not know this until I was preparing for this many, many months ago. I had no idea, did you know the root word redeemed, redeemer, is mentioned over 107 times in the Bible? Wow. Did you know that? How's that way? And then redemption, I think, is listed, like, at least in the NIV, yeah, yeah. who knows in the other translations, just the NIV, it was over 24 times. I was like, uh, well, no wonder we need to have a retreat on this. <laughs> like, it's mentioned If it's mentioned more than three times, you need to seriously pay attention. Right? Right. So I thought, oh my word. Okay. So then let's look at, what does Webster's Dictionary say? Which is not as important as what the Bible says. But the irony here is you're going to see total parallel, which is like Okay. So Webster says, it means to buy back. Now I want you to remember some of these things, okay? Because it's going to be kind of magical how the words words, were, like, all so this? Okay. So one of the definitions was to buy back. I had to take off my shoes because I don't think All right. The next one is to free from distresses or harms, to free from captivity by payment of ransom, Hello? to extradite from or help to overcome something detrimental. This is Webster's. Okay, so keep going. Okay. To release from blame or debt, to be cleared, to be free from the consequences of sin. Girls, is that your attention? <laughs> then it's to to change for the better, to reform. The fifth definition is to free from a lien by payment of an amount secured thereby. To remove the obligation of the payment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Amen. To exchange for something of value. To make good. To fulfill. Mm -hmm. That's extras. Mm Amen. I hope that helps us understand a little bit about the definition of redemption. Mm -hmm. To be transformed. Which means to change in appearance or character. We're called to be transformed. Transformed. Okay. Okay. Now, in order to be transformed, um, anybody who knows me, I'm all about we have to have accurate self awareness and self perception and all that kind of stuff, and an accurate view of ourselves to be a really distorted view of ourselves. If you don't know, so here's my whole foundation that I'm going to set forth today if we don't understand our desperate need for a savior and ultimately for redemption why would you ever even need one does that make sense so if everything is going great your life is good you're checking the boxes you go to church every weekend you're tithing you're occasionally reading your bible you're just doing okay your kids are not too homicidal You have to understand your need before you can willingly receive. Amen. Okay. So perhaps I should have titled this "There's no need, no no need for a redeemer." But let me explain, because that sounds like I'm being um, sacrilegious. Okay. So the question is, what do you need to be redeemed from, really? Because a lot of us especially for those of you that have come to retreats for years, you probably lead in different ministries, you speak at different events, we'll say intellectually, yeah, I understand this is a great topic, but you're not walking in it at all. And I see the empty fruit of people who are walking in it. Okay? So, what's the history of redemption? Because there was a, a daily ceremony, and I'm not going to try to be too graphic, but I'm going to be graphic because, Old Testament was incredibly graphic. Just read it, okay? Watch any of the like movies; they kind of do a half decent job sometimes of showing the graphicness of it. So, do you realize that when they would sacrifice an animal, it was throat was slit. Um, Often the blood was drained out. Have any of you guys ever been to a slaughterhouse or a slaughter area? My dad used to work at one many, many years ago. My dad would come home with that smell on him. Now, they had to do daily cleansings, which means whatever type of animal it was, it was bled out, it was drained out, which means you cut it at a point in which the blood is still scrapping. I'm sorry, here we are. Um, The blood is still pumping out, like (laughs) like bleeding out, right? Drained, okay? And then what they and then the other half Have all of 10 minutes left. So here I go. I'm going to try and land the plane in 10 minutes. I'm probably not going to do it very well, but here we are. Okay, so let's talk about the blood. Because the blood is super, super important, especially in the Old Testament. Well, it's red, right? Now, the blood in you, is it red? Yeah. No. 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 What color is it for those of you that know? Blue. No. Right? Wow. It's blue. It is. <laughs> <laughs> And you can flip through your Bibles, I'm not offended. But do you remember back then where um, the Lord was just going through this, the towns and was killing every firstborn Egyptian? Why were the um, Israelite children spared? What did they do? Uh, okay, they put some red on the post. And that spared them, right? So now it has some red. Right? It's probably very stinky, but there was red. And that begins a lot of the story of the redemption that's so central to the Bible. So it needs to buy back to save from captivity. And there were symbolic offerings back then because Jesus had to come yet, right? So it had to be all done symbolically. So let's keep going. Um, Excuse Exodus 24: 1 through 8. I think in that what I would love for you guys to take away is we serve a sovereign judge who is holy and is perfect and he's the one who condemns sin and judges it worthy of death right and in the Old Testament God accepted the death of an animal for the substitute for a sinner that shed blood was proof that one life had been given for another right so we were oh we were spared that this is in Exodus 24. That shed blood was proof. It was evidence. So on the one hand, blood symbolized the death of the animal. Okay? But it also symbolized the life that was spared as a result of that death. That animal had to die. You guys try? Yeah. Okay. Of course, the death of the animal brought the forgiveness in the Old Testament. And again, remember, Moses sprinkled half of it on the altar,
1: the other half on the sinner,
0: and on the people. So that the evidence that the penalty of their sin had been paid.
1: Hosea did this as well,
0: to heal his broken family. He bought back and he tried to buy back his wife Gomer. Do you guys remember that? So I don't want to just take it in that context. There's a lot of different contexts that bounce all over the place, understanding this whole topic of redemption in the Old Testament. And you can read that in Homer 3, 1 through 2. I don't have the time to do that right now. Um, Hebrews 9. So now we bounce into the New Testament. There's absolutely no comparison between the ongoing sacrifice of that old, that earthly temple in Jerusalem, and ultimately what Christ did for us, because he ultimately paid that sacrifice. His blood was shed. He was that innocent lamb that hung on that cross, that shed his blood for us, right? An innocent, an innocent had to pay the price. You guys tracking with this? Yes. Someone had to pay the price. He paid it for us born. We're clueless. Three-quarters of the time I lived a heathen life for many, many years. Had no idea that he did all that for me before I was even knitted together in my mother's womb. He hung there for the atonement of my sin and I hadn't even been born yet. That's crazy right. But it was shed in advance as that sacrificial shedding that needed to happen. Are you guys talking about this? Yeah, so in Matthew 2028, 20, what's the purpose of Jesus' death? The ransom had to be paid to release us slaves from the bondage. Here's my challenge, girls. For those of you that have accepted Christ, my challenge is why are we still walking in bondage? Can, Can you chill that for a minute? The blood was shed to free us. From bondage, and yet we still walk in bondage to addiction, to shame, to grief and loss, to literally everything and everything else. In bondage, I was that. I had no clue when I first got saved, but when it really God's voluntary and loving favor to all of us that he saves. We are forgiven on the basis of the shedding of his blood that he died as the perfect and final sacrifice. No religious, intellectual, works based moral effort can gain it. There's nothing you can do. I remember when I first started, there's a funny story, we don't have time for it. When I first started going to church, and um, I was I was raised hardcore atheist. I was the captain of debate team. I, mean, I had to repent for this. But I would win all the debates against the poor Christian kids and the ones that were arguing against pro life and rich guys. I was on the dark side, so I had to repent. But anyway, okay. So I go to church. Where am I going with this? Lord, have mercy. Oh, okay. It came back to me. Okay. I kept watching movies people and thinking i need to clean up my ass before i can do any of this stuff because i I'm like, not know i'm living in sand with my boy i mean we're not going to go into my own in right now because so that looks scary but i was like there's no way if these people knew what i'm going to be doing for the rest of this week they're going to let me come back by sunday morning and it was it was a radical charismatic pentecostal little storefront church they were freaky but, <laughs> before I come in to get cleaned. I didn't get it. I didn't get it that I didn't have to do anything to earn that incredible gift that I desperately needed before I could receive any of the other stuff that we want to talk about this weekend. I had to handle wrapping my brain around this crazy gift of that innocent lamb that was sacrificed on my behalf that his blood was shed then i don't have to keep doing that ritual anymore are you guys tracking with this it may just be me but whatever okay so then there's a whole topic of redeemer like that's a whole other issue right he's our redeemer so there's redemption there's to be redeemed then there's he's our redeemer you know Job talks about that Job 19 23 27 and how um, it. Joe ministers to me because I go through some interesting seasons of mine, and I just think, wow, his life just encourages me on how to handle my own junk and my own pain. I have a dark side anyway. So, you know, as we grieve over different losses, and, and maybe none of you have dealt with loss, I've dealt with some loss, and some confusion, and some rejection, and whatever. Um, it really Helps to learn to see the reality of the big picture of eternity. It really does. Job really helps me with that. When I'm whining and complaining and my life sucks, I think, well, perspective really helps. <laughs> For any of you that don't know about poor Joe, you need to read about poor Joe. But what he did a great job of doing was help us understand how desperately we need that Redeemer because he's the only one that's going to give us hope. Oh God, excuse me. Oh You know, he talks about, he literally said, I know that my Redeemer lives. So what does that mean? My vindicator lives. He was suffering in innocence. The Lord gave permission for the enemy to do what he did. He was innocent. And yet in all of those trials and tribulations, he said, I know my vindicator lives. Do you guys get that? Forget. That's why weekends like this are so cool. Because we can kind of get a checkup from the up, a little bit of a wake up call, right? <laughs> right? So, I mean, again, he was saying, in effect, I trust that God will someday clear my name. Remember, because his friends were jacking him up and blaming him, like you've got to have some secrets in your life, and your life's a hot mess, and they really judgmental and critical, right? I'm sure you are, any friends like that. <laughs> This, right. So Jesus Christ again paid the price so we can go free. Death had to happen. Justified means to be declared not guilty. When the judges in the court and declares that defendant not guilty, all charges are removed. That's right. the The slate is clean. But how many of us are still walking around with the guilt and shame and the condemnation of my slate's not clean? Then you know what? You don't get any of this. By the end of tonight, you will. Because I walked around with that. I walked around with, oh, again, after I committed my life to work, when I still can't tell these people in the sweet little church all my junk and my trunk, I didn't get it that all that junk had been cleared out. It took me years to wrap my brain around that. Because that was like one of those tapes that Veronica had said that kept on that it kept coming back. That my charges were still in front of me. That I deserve to burn in hell for eternity for some of the stupid things I've done. And yet, I didn't have to? That I have been absolved of that? Amen. That's still a little crazy. It really is. When God forgives our sin, our record is wiped clean. It's as if we never sinned. You know when it says, though my sins were as scarlet they're now white as you know? I just hold that. Because I don't know if any of you guys have to do laundry. I have a lot of it. And um, do you ever have those things, and you bleach them, and you do all kinds of craziness?
1: Yes. And unless you have some home remedies, then
0: usually you can still see the faint outline. Especially because you know where it is, and you're like super paranoid, like, arrogant, arrogant, arrogant. like you know. No. You am i the So I don't want to give that false advertising. But that I'm absolved, I'm cleansed of that. We would be intensely influential in our communities if we actually began to do that. The power and the authority that you'd be walking in if you grass just for just a second, that stuff is cleaned up. Did, can you see that a little bit, even in your own eyes? Okay, so again. Romans 24 refers to Christ setting the sinners free from slavery. Why a lamb? Why a goat? Why a calf? Did you guys ever think about what? Why did some people sacrifice a big calf? Why did some people sacrifice just that cute dove? Why? Did anybody ever think about this? Come on. This is not why? Because of the size of the sin. Okay. Anyone else? How it was what you could afford. Afford. It was what we could afford. I hope you realize this. No matter who you are, no matter what you think you have, no matter how worthy you think you are, all the different good things you've done, how big your financial portfolio. the sacrifice it didn't matter that doesn't matter there just had to be a sacrifice he's no judger of person did you guys realize that because i thought it was based on the size of my sin i've got to bring in some bison or something like there's no way but it wasn't even about that it was wherever that person was at and whatever they could do and that's all that matters and they were still given like a little the little funky little dove or they came in with a big old cow. Do you get that babies? So when you think of you know, a little dove. Good stuff. Good stuff. What else? Mm -hmm. Those are great answers that. It was a setup, by the way, to be asking that question. Because I I had to ask myself that early on before I first began preparing for this. What are the rituals that I do thinking I'm cleansing myself? Okay? The reality is, that's not it. There's no blood involved in that. There's only one that cleanses, and it's Jesus. Amen. There's nothing I can do other than continuing to run to my Savior and walking in that. Those other things are good. Don't get me wrong. I don't want you to be this mountain point. They're changing. your say that. I don't have to pray. And I don't have to judge. No, no, no. Those are all consistent disciplines we all need. But if you're thinking it's because that's what's going to atone you or cleanse you or make things right, you are lying to yourself. None of that is that. Are you tracking with me, girls? Yes. There's only one thing. There's life in the blood. Do you guys realize that you could be, there's certain people that can be super, super strong, but when their blood gets contaminated, they will die. There's life in blood. There's death in blood. This is usually graphic, whatever, but it just, I want to bring this home, okay? Blood must be shed. If you think you're in control in your little ways of doing it, then you don't understand. Because it's all about He accepts you where you're at as long as you're willing to come to that altar. That's your sacrifice. I remember when I first started going to church, and back in those days, you had to get up. You had to come out of your seat. Now, I am 6'6", girls. Nobody knew that, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, I was backstairs kind of thinking, I'm an introvert, I'm out of my chair. This was a small church. So there's like two people to walk up down the aisle, right? It wasn't like some mega church where there could be like 50 people kind of in. And I understood you won't confess with their mouth, blah, 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 blah. I get all that. That's all powerful stuff. I'm but there has to be a sacrifice. That was a sacrifice, however pathetic, for me to get up and go to that altar. That's the only sacrifice he asks of me. But there has to be some level of sacrifice in that accepting of him. I had to get out of my comfort zone, which was a big deal for me. You have no idea. This is a way out of my comfort zone too, by the way. But anyway, okay. So there has Without a sacrifice, there's no redemption. That's right. He made the sacrifice. Will I make the sacrifice? Now, I'm going to potentially offend people over the weekend. That's not my heart. I don't want to offend anybody. But we have to start getting uncomfortable. That's right. We have fallen prey in our culture to supermarket Christianity that is all about feel-good and more fuzzy. And I think there's value in that. But there's a lot of people that think they're Christians that will into heaven. Now that might sound blasphemous. I'm sorry. We can unpack that some other time. But that is the reality. So tonight, it's all about making sure that we have taken that step of sacrifice so we can receive that redemption, but it's only given to us through one source of blood. Who is that, ladies? Jesus. That's it. Have I made my point? Yes. Okay. If I am acting, looking, being, feeling exactly like I did it before, I might need to reevaluate what that was all about. That's right. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old is gone. I walk in the new. Because the slave is clean. Are you guys shopping with this? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay.
1: He longs for that.
0: Psalm 137 through 8, I'm on this. I'm sorry, i on way over. I apologize. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. Can guys hear that? Full, not partial. It was a full draining of the animal. Jesus died fully as he hung there and bled out. It wasn't partial. Because sin is what separates us from God. That's what hides us. That's what makes us hide in shame. You know, I don't need a great examples of that. Um, but if we ask him to forgive us, he completely removes those sins.
1: Never holds them
0: against us. His grace can redeem our past, our thinking, our sexuality. But we can't even get there until we accept that crazy gift that he gave that day at Calvary. It all begins there. And again, because I don't know who's all represented in this room, I have to take care of that housekeeping first. Does that make sense? Because everything that's going to, all the crazy stuff that's going to happen over the of the weekend is kind of a new point if we don't take care of the business first. Amen. Are you guys all with me? Okay. So I need you to close your eyes. Let's pray. Dear Jesus. We thank you for this time i thank you for this incredible group of women that has gathered together it is not an accident this is an interview group this weekend lord we trust that every woman that's here was handpicked for such a time as this and it starts now so lord we can't walk in all that you have for us until we take care of this lord your word says in john for God so loved the world. Ladies, I want you to repeat that and say, God so loved, To put your name in there. So here we go. For God so, loved, God so loved, that he did what? What did he do, girls? He gave, he gave his one and only son to pay the price Of all of our sin. There's no need to be redeemed if we have it all under control. And I am the first to admit, I don't have it under control. So, with all heads bowed and eyes closed, I would be remiss if I did not present an opportunity for each and every one of us. For those of you that have not met this incredible, incredible, life giving Savior. I want to have the honor of introducing you to him. For those of you that think you had it, but you know you've just been playing the part, that you've been going through the motions, that you've been trying to do the right stuff in your own strength, in your own power, in your own cleansing, it's time to come back. It's time to just, let's build on a solid foundation. And for the rest of you that realize it's time to take your walk to a whole nother level, this is your time as well. So again, with all heads bowed and eyes closed, if you fit in any of those three categories, I want you to raise your hand. It's time for a sacrifice. He asked for a sacrifice. I'm not asking you to walk down yet. I'm just asking for us to acknowledge It's a free gift. There's nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing. There's nothing. I'm going to pause. Again, ladies, anyone that fits those three categories, raise your hands boldly, boldly. Take a stand. Now everyone repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, Jesus, I come to you and admit, come to you with admit that I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. I, believe I believe that your son Jesus shed his innocent precious blood, shed his innocent precious blood at Calvary and, Calvary and died for my sins. Die for my sins. Your, word says your word says that if we confess the Lord our God believe in our hearts believe in our hearts say God raised Jesus from the dead and God raised Jesus from the dead we shall be saved shall be saved so right now right now, right now I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my soul I confess Jesus is the Lord of my soul with my heart I believe with my heart I believe God raised Jesus from the dead God raised Jesus from the dead and right now and right now, I accept Jesus. I accept Jesus as my own personal Savior. As my personal Savior and Redeemer. And Redeemer. Thank you, Lord, for your unlimited grace. Thank you, Lord, for your unlimited grace. Jesus. Lord, I give you control. Lord, I give you control. Transform my life. Transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you. Lord, I give you glory and honor. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrificial gift. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrificial gift. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ladies, do you know that the angels are rejoicing? They are going to show Now, with that being said, there are a bunch of other needs that are represented here, but we have to take care of that housekeeping first. Now, I, I believe there's some leaders. Are there, any, are there some warriors? Okay. So what we want to do now, because I know you guys have to go to some groups, and I'm sorry, I know I rambled. Um, For those of you that accepted the Lord, I need you to tell somebody. For those of you that would to mosey on down that aisle, these altars are open. There's no magic. This is a performance. It's just about a sacrifice. And I don't know what your junk is that has been beating you down that barely got you up here in the first place. But we can leave it right here. If you want. By the end of the weekend, I hope you do. But let's just take care of it now. So while the band is playing... It's just a quiet time. It's just us, right? We're just going to open up these altars for prayer. Okay, girls? Love you guys. God bless you.